Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. This is Mary Jo, your host, and thank you for joining for another episode. On this week's episode, it's a solo episode, and I'm going to be talking about PCOS and, uh, in particular, the misconceptions I've seen and are associated with PCOS. I think this is an important one to break down um, or just to chat about briefly, even to help people um, understand um, PCOS a bit better, remove some of the um, the misinformation that's out there and misconceptions because there is a good few and it can be really daunting and make you feel frightened and hopeless in some cases when you hear some of these misconceptions and uh, yeah what I want to do is kind of make them a wee bit clearer break them down a wee bit as well so with regards PCOS let's just break it down to the very first thing what is PCOS firstly and because again you know, we can get confused on what it actually is. So to be diagnosed with PCOS, you must have at least two of the following. Um, So two out of the following three, you must have higher androgen levels, either on a blood test or physical signs like excess hair growth and uh, acne. Um, You must have irregular periods and more so you must be not ovulating. So more so than not actually getting a period is when you're not actually ovulating. Um, And the third one is you have cysts on the ovaries. So they are the three criteria. You must have two out of the three of those in order to get a PCOS diagnosis and some of the symptoms of PCOS are excess hair growth so hair growth that's on your face your chest your back and your stomach area and just um, more more areas that women don't normally grow hair but again in PCOS this would be quite normal and acne so acne again on the jawline chin can be chest as well back and would have loss of hair then as well would be typically around the hairline um skipping your periods not getting regular periods um and then difficulty getting pregnant um infertility more so and weight gain in some cases uh cravings um mood swings uh, fatigue anxiety and there are some mental health issues as well like depression and anxiety that can go along with it too so they are some of the uh, symptoms that go along with pcos you don't uh, as i will discuss you don't need to have all of them okay so let's go through some of the misconceptions that are more predominant in PCOS. The first one is actually part of the diagnosis criteria is that you must have cysts on the ovaries in order to have PCOS. So this is where it gets confusing Um, and lots of people have come to me in this situation where they are given a PCOS diagnosis based on an ultrasound showing cysts on the ovaries but they actually haven't got any blood test done Um, and they may only have like some symptoms of the PC of PCOS symptoms alone are not a diagnosis and um, so 
cysts on the ovaries. What cysts are basically are follicles on the ovary. Everyone, everyone has follicles on the ovary. Ovaries they produce estrogen uh, or hormone estradiol, and this is um, normal. And then these follicles develop and mature, and one of these then releases an egg uh, after, uh, when we ovulate. Um, we develop a number of these at different stages of the month on our uh, ovaries and uh, sometimes these don't develop or rupture and um, they build up a small little sacs and look like cysts on our ovaries um, and this can be quite normal for some people like approximately 25% of women can have cysts on the ovaries that does and that are not that don't have PCOS um, so you can have cysts on the ovaries and it doesn't mean you have PCOS at all and in addition to that you can actually have PCOS and not have the cysts on the ovaries so I completely understand why this is confusing the name polycystic ovary syndrome would suggest that you should have cysts but it's actually not the case you don't actually have to have cysts on the ovaries in order to have the syndrome so many women have cysts on the ovaries that don't have PCOS go through life uh, with no issues and some women may have symptoms uh, have issues with the cysts they may be, cause pain or burst and cause pain but again um it doesn't mean they have that they have pcos um and this basically is a misconception and is often a cause of an improper diagnosis of pcos um, and often and often some women who have hypothalamic amenorrhea can also build up cysts on their ovaries so this is just one thing to be aware of you must in order to get the pcos diagnosis you need to have more of the um the the symptoms irregular periods um and maybe difficulty losing weight and maybe the excess androgens as well so there that's more of a diagnostic criteria than the actual cysts so um that's definitely something to make sure you follow up on if you haven't got that done already and you think you've got a pcos diagnosis okay so that's the number one thing the next one is that you need to be overweight in order to have pcos and this again is something that um is quite challenging you know for women who aren't overweight and would be put in a box of being lean PCOS um, and again I don't like putting people into boxes because it just kind of pigeonholes you and you get labeled too much of that and get go down a rabbit hole of that but what I would say is that like women who get a diagnosis of PCOS who are lean are often then misdiagnosed as not having had PCOS because they are lean and it's a misconception that you need to be overweight however you can be lean and have PCOS. You can be lean and have insulin resistance. So approximately 30% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance that are lean. Um, so again, you can have that. Um, so again, with lean PCOS, you can still have the elevated androgens and irregular periods and cysts on the ovaries. And that means that you would have PCOS, but you may be not uh, in the overweight category, um, but it doesn't mean that you don't have it. So a typical thing that is seen when you go to a doctor and um, when you got a PCOS diagnosis is being told to lo lose weight and then doctors kind of find it um if, if you're already lean they'll say oh well you already you don't need to do anything you're already um you've already lost weight you're you're lean you're okay so just take the pill and you'll be fine and that again is completely kind of gaslighting your condition you're being given a a pill that stops you from ovulating and I will go down this route in a minute because that's another misconception um but yeah it's kind of uh, taking away from your diagnosis it's not looking after the other symptoms and I suppose that's the important thing to understand that it, you, we, there's more to PCOS than just losing weight and um 
getting pregnant there's lots of other you know there's other areas that important that are important to look after so you are more at risk of developing diabetes cardiovascular disease high blood pressure high cholesterol uh, endometrial cancers and it can lead to issues with uh, fertility down the line if you don't look after it now uh, it can wreak havoc with your blood sugars and insulin levels which causes as I said diabetes and cravings and things like that so it has a big impact on your quality of life and, and again it can impact impact your mental health like your anxiety and depression and mood swings and things like that too so it's not just um as simple as you know, looking after two basic areas of fertility and weight loss there's more to it than that and so um if you are, say, in the lean category um, and you go to the doctor and they say, oh, don't mind, uh, don't worry about it, you're not overweight, it, there's more to it than that. You're still having metabolic issues uh, underlying there. So it's important to get those managed and uh, looked after. So um, and yeah, again, just because you have you're not overweight doesn't mean that you don't have PCOS. So again, if you've been told by your GP that only oh, no, you don't have it because you're not overweight, that's not also true. So that's just a few things to be aware of. Then is the next one, which is a big one, is that you can't get pregnant or um get you it causes infertility. So what happens with PCOS it can hinder conception that's that can happen because you aren't ovulating as regularly you're not getting regular period and therefore you have less chances to get pregnant in uh, in the year so if you you know you an ideal cycle will have you'll have 12 periods in a year and you'll ovulate 12 times in a year if you've got PCOS you may only ovulate three times or four times so you've massively reduced your chances of getting pregnant to get pregnant you need to ovulate that is just the facts of it because you need to release an egg in order for it to meet with sperm so um this is where the, that myth or misconception comes in however if you start to manage your PCOS through nutrition lifestyle and supplements you can start to support the endocrine issue and start to um, support your metabolism and start to regulate your ovulation and regulate your cycle and therefore increase your chances of getting pregnant because you're actually ovulating more so this is um a really important information to be aware of because it's one of the first things you're probably told when you get the diagnosis of PCOS is that you will struggle with fertility or you can't get pregnant and that's just not true and as I said it can hinder the conception but it may it does not mean you can't um, or causes infertility overall there is other options and there is also the options of intervention such as uh, medications and um uh, IVF and inducing ovulation too if you do need that help if you are trouble conceiving as well and that can help with that too so the first thing that I always do with my clients is support uh, PCOS overall and really support a healthy cycle start to ovulate more get more regular periods and really shorten those cycles down to about 32 days ideally so that you're ovulating within that time frame and you're having more of a longer luteal phase in order to get pregnant so um this can be done i've seen it done so many uh, of my clients have done this so it's really i think one of the more empowering, empowering messages to hear and um, it gives you hope as well because it is quite upsetting to hear that it causes infertility um, when it's not necessarily as straightforward and clear cut as that so hopefully that clears that one up um, and then the next one is a big one one that is seen quite a lot um, and one of the, my biggest uh, the one that annoys me the most is that the pill treats PCOS um, and again 
lots of women have come to me who've been told to go on the pill to treat their PCOS, the PCOS will fix it and so on. And it is so, so frustrating because the issue with PCOS is that you're not ovulating. Um, so the pill actually stops you from ovulating. So it's just, it doesn't make any sense that you're being put on a pill to stop you ovulating when the issue with PCOS is that you're not ovulating. Um, so when you're on the pill, you get a withdrawal bleed. The pill shuts off your hormones. You shut down your hormonal system. You no longer ovulate. You no more longer make your own hormones, estrogen and progesterone. Um, you do reduce your symptoms because you're not no longer um, producing the androgens as well because the androgens are produced by the ovaries. So again, you shut that down as well, which is great. In, in lots of ways so it reduces symptoms but it doesn't treat your PCOS because as soon as you come off the pill your PCOS returns so in order for something to be treated it means it's gone it's reduced it's it's cleared up for good however it's only it's only managed for as long as you take that pill when you come off that pill it is uh, it comes back again and you have to deal with it again and then you have to deal with say the infertility and you have to deal with the, um the getting to the root cause and the root issue and managing it that way um so the pill will cause a withdrawal bleed, but it's not a real period. And that's just really important to be aware of. For anyone who's on the pill who thinks they're getting a period, they're not. They're getting a withdrawal bleed from the hormones in the pill. Again, nothing wrong with the pill. It's an amazing contraception. And thank God that we have it. Um, it's so, so it's it's so it makes for a much more stress-free life uh, if you are and uh, not wanting to get to get pregnant and um, the issue is it just doesn't it's, it's a medication that's used to treat the likes of PCOS and it doesn't treat it and um, PCOS is a lifestyle condition uh, it can be managed through lifestyle changes like diet and nutrition overall uh, your exercise your stress your sleep and um, your mindset there's so many parts of it and psychologically as well and um, there's so many many things that you can do to manage it and support the support you ovulating again basically which is the main thing that you want to get happening with PCOS so that is just the biggest misconception so again if you are someone who wants just to reduce your symptoms you don't care that um it's not really getting to the root cause that's absolutely fine I get that just as long as you know that be an advocate just I want to advocate you with knowledge here to know that that's what you're doing and then if you want to come off it in a few years and then work on it that way absolutely that's fine but it can take time if you're someone who goes on the pill say at 24 and then goes on it until you're maybe 30 and then you want to have a baby that year or 31 just know it may not be as clear-cut and straightforward as that because you still have PCOS and you have to work on the um, underlying issues and starting to get in your body to ovulate again. And that can really take a bit of time to get to the root cause and kind of go backwards and find out what's gone on all those years, basically. So, yeah, I think that's uh, an important one to, to really highlight uh, and to understand. And the last one is you don't need to have all the symptoms to have PCOS. So again, like you don't have to be overweight. You don't have to have excess hair growth. You don't have to have acne. And a lot of, in a lot of cases, you may have blood results that show you've got high androgens, but they may not, you know, be symptomatic. You may not have the acne or the hair growth. But again, you could still have um, some of the other symptoms like the blood results showing you got high androgen levels, high cholesterol, and maybe difficulty losing weight or struggles. Um, or irregular periods you may have some of them you just don't need to have all of them and again it's not about putting yourself into a box and and um, 
ticking the boxes basically of you know that I meet all the criteria you don't have to meet all of the criteria you just have to have some of them in order to have PCOS but elevated androgens either on a blood test or physical signs of it like as I've mentioned the excess hair growth hair loss on the around the male pattern areas like the forehead um and then or acne um you do need to have that in order to get a PCOS and um, to have PCOS and that um so that's just something to be aware of so hopefully that's clear I know I've kind of gone on a wee bit there um on them and it's it, there is a lot in them but like if you have any questions on that please just reach out to me on Instagram and send me a DM this is um again stuff I will be highlighting in my uh, PCOS group coaching and uh, in the different topics each week and where you'll get access to me on a one-to-one level uh, in a group setting with people who've got PCOS who are struggling with it too and I think that's going to be really helpful for anyone who has PCOS because the community aspect is I think hugely important and often lacking and so a support system is massive when it comes to PCOS you can feel very alone isolated and just it's so worrying if you're part of a group that has like like other women who've got PCOS and also you've got a coach like me who actually has PCOS as well has gone through it and has dealt with it I think it's really reassuring and comforting to know that and so in my group coaching I will be going through different topics like this and you can get to ask me questions on it as well and which I think would be really helpful and beneficial too okay so that's it for this week's episode I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you found it beneficial and um, basically you can and I'd love if you would leave a review on iTunes and if you enjoyed this episode and share it as well so more people can listen and I will be back next week with another episode and if you want to find me on any of my socials you can find me on Instagram MG Nutrition um, or you can look at my look me up on my website mgnutrition.ie and get in touch with me about anything and uh, if you want to join my group coaching I'm going to leave a link below so you can get started up with that too. Uh, Thank you for listening and I will chat to you next week with another episode.